Hey everyone, welcome to CSM Secrets. And in this episode, we have Dickie Singh, CEO of Casdat App, a serial Silicon Valley entrepreneur who's committed to helping orgs grow through automations and optimizations in CS. Let's hear from Dickie. Hey Dickie, welcome to CSM Secrets. We are very proud and honored to have you as our guest today. First of all, thank you, Subha, for having me. You've had like several influential customer success celebrities on your podcast before, and I'm honored to be part of uh, CSM Secrets. Yeah, but I mean, really, right? The the popularity of this show is uh, totally attributed to the grace of uh, leaders such as yourself, who, in spite of this being a really new podcast, have you know graciously agreed to be a guest and share so many insights. That you know, I've stopped buying books on Amazon. <laughs> I just use this podcast as a learning tool. And once again, thank you so much for spending your valuable time today with us. Exactly. I was actually listening to your podcast, and I have so many friends over there, and a lot of valuable information, as you were saying. Yeah, yeah. So let's jump right in. Right. So you're ready? Yes. Okay. So you're every bit an ideal Silicon Valley entrepreneur. Right. I mean, coming from a, such a heavy uh, technical background, actually technically building products to having co-founded a few startups and now the CEO of Casdat app. Now, tell us about your journey and what landed you here in a product for customer success. Right. And, and also how it all happened. Walk us through the journey. Yes. Um, I, I have been in Silicon Valley since the early 90s. And uh, I was in Virginia and Europe uh, before that. And uh, I'm a builder at heart, and I love working at the intersection of product engineering and customers. I have built like customer-facing customer products for customer satisfaction, uh, you know, feedback management, advocacy, behavioral analytics, and customer intelligence. And then I have been part of like products that have helped customers of all sizes, like fa- from fast-growing startups to enterprises including Apple, Google, Salesforce, SAP, eBay, Oracle, and Gartner, to name a select few. So at Cast.app, we scale customer success and revenue growth using automation. The premise is simple. Eventually, every business fun- function becomes digitized over time. For example, customer service has chatbots, product adoption has become digital, Prospect marketing went through the digitization phase. So customer success or customer marketing is no different. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. And uh, your your focus and that too, when it comes to customer satisfaction or customer success, etc. Two questions I wanted to ask, right? How did your previous experience in customer sat, a company that you had uh, helped leadership role, really help you in what you're doing right now? And how does your passion, like your specific area of expertise, seems to be in automation and driving growth through the scale automation brings? So tell us about both, your experience as well as your views and how CASDATA fits in that entire thought process. Yeah, so my experience, Experience uh, mostly has been on customer-facing products. And I was saying uh, earlier, right, like uh, anywhere from customer satisfaction to feedback management and uh, behavioral analytics uh, and and, and customer intelligence. So uh, I worked for a company called Customer Sat. It was acquired by Market Tools. Market Tools changed itself to Customer Sat and that product got acquired by Confirmit. And we used to help like Apple and other customers. So every time like Steve Jobs mentioned, 
mentioned on stage that they had 98% customer satisfaction. That was our uh, product. Yeah, so working with like big companies like that, like kind of, uh, I kind of understand what everyone's like looking for from startups to big companies. And to answer the second part of your question, uh, the need to scale is real for sustaining a SaaS business. You know, all because of increased competition, uh, easier to use and deploy products, rising uh, customer acquisition costs, and coupled with lower revenue per account, lower willingness to pay for features, and lower cost to switch to a competitor. And um, we spend a lot of time thinking about scaling and beyond adding more CSMs or giving more accounts to CSMs or a pool or part of CSMs. You know, we have one-to-many digital strategies where we create podcasts like this one, webinars, eBooks, infographics, and blogs for like mass consumption. And then we have many-to-many communities where many people help and learn from many others. So we also scale by looking at patterns, documenting them, and creating these playbooks. The CSMs can execute a playbook when they see a similar problem, uh, increasing their productivity. So where does Cast.app fit in? So at Cast.app, we provide one-on-one digital experiences using the power of automation and personalization at scale. So for us, the definition of scaling also includes making your product useful to all the users and roles at every customer account. You know what that does? That increases the stickiness and therefore retention and renewals become no-brainers and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, automation extends traditional scaling as well, right? For example, you can scale by automating several playbooks that you have. And scaling ensures that the CSM is never the bottleneck between your customer success strategy and the customer. Right. So is it fair to say that Casdat app um, is actually uh, designed for a CSM user persona? Or, I mean, or is it for anybody that is looking at, uh, you know, process optimization, ops optimization, et cetera, and also, right, what is the value add to the ecosystem that it brings? Yeah. So uh, the the persona Casdat app is attractive to is the CCO and the CS leadership responsible for GRR or uh, NRR, uh, renewals or account management and customer retention marketing and revenue expansion. Typically, anyone managing a scaled CS, a customer success program, and not just uh, people managing customer success managers. But, uh, you know, Uh, We know CSM-managed accounts are far more successful than unmanaged accounts. And obviously by success, I mean like better renewals, uh, product usage and adoption, upsells and cross-sells, you know, uh, customer satisfaction, user advocacy, and a lot more. So CSMs, uh, you know, monitor customer accounts they manage. They create like personalized content and presentations and provide product and feature recommendations. So... CAST automates several such aspects to drive, you know, product adoption and revenue growth. So first, you know, CAST.app generates like relevant content, for example, presentations complete with applicable uh, recommendations for each user role at every account. Second, a bot explains the presentations and recommendations. And we call the bot a virtual customer success manager. 
And the recommendations range from driving product adoption to renewals and revenue expansion, or what we vendors refer to as like add-ons, upsells, and cross-sells. Third, uh, any user's feedback or responses to the product adoption or sales recommendations are automatically recorded directly in your product for PLG products or in your CRM for sales-led uh, organizations. So, you know, Cast.app obviously provides value to both you, you know, what you would say our customer and your customers. And value for your customers includes like improved customer health, product adoption, retention, advocacy, and, you know, impactful outcomes for each user at every account. And you get the ROI of an automation tool, which translates to like seamless renewals, reduced churn, expansion revenue automation, improved NRR advocacy, and the ability to interact with both users of your product and non-users, or in other words, the busy executives without requiring one-on-one FaceTime. Right. So just one question, right? Like as a technology, um, you know, me coming from a technical background as well. Uh, so this app also requires you to collect a lot of uh, sample data samples over time and keep refining, right? So do you use any kind of analytics background um, in the implementation itself? Or, you know, how do you how do you collect and sample data? Because this, this data that you're collecting and dealing with could explode, right? Yes. So um, so most of the, take an example, most of the presentations that we create are uh, created from the data that we get from our customers. And usually it's like three types of data, like the contact information, uh, like who we are trying to send this uh, uh, presentation to, what their role is, whether they have renewal authority or not, whether they have upsell authority or not. And then we get some account information, like you know, how many licenses do they have and what is their growth pattern. And then we get like data to drive each of the presentations. Like, you know, uh, for example, how many support tickets they have closed over time? How is yeah. their adoption doing? Any of those kinds. So these are the kind of data that we collect. And then we create these presentations. But here's the interesting thing. When we are presenting, the presentation is like very dynamic, right? So if a person person always skips through uh, the support uh, page, we learn that. And so the next time we show yeah. the same presentation, we not hide the page, but we show it as a option available for them to click on. So that's how we make the presentations dynamic over time by learning their behavioral usage, as well as like getting data from our customers. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's very interesting. You know, I suggest uh, all our listeners to go visit your website and learn more because when I did, it was extremely interesting. And what I loved about the whole experience of browsing through the cast.app website still was the automation of the presentations that <laughs> happens, right? You just have to uh, create a workflow and then and then you, are, you have it in, in like, you know, less than five minutes. So, yeah. Now, I just want to, you know, pick your brain on the big picture, see us right outside of just automation. So looking at 2022 and beyond, how should organizations look at and prioritizing automation in customer success? What do you think should be automated and what should not? The reason I'm asking is that I have heard one group say CS is a very human-led function 
and we should not completely automate it. Your thoughts? And you're right, right? You know, automation is not for everyone, right? Uh, it kind of depends on what your ARPA is, right? Like an example that I often give is like if you are, if you have a $10 million contract with the government, you can hire like seven CSMs for the same account, right? But uh, normally what happens is like enterprise accounts, uh, people have like anywhere from like 10 to 15 name uh, accounts that, that each name CSM is managing. But over time, if your ARPAs are low, which is like average revenue per account is lower, and which is happening a lot, uh, as we see, you tend to have give more accounts to a particular CSM. So as I was saying, so automation is kind of not for everyone, but the ROI is impressive and gives you an edge over the competition. So uh, so with productivity tools, uh, productivity tools, we talk about like ROI in percentages, right? We say 20% or 40% improvement. With automation tools, we talk about like an 8x or to a 40x improvement, like which is like 8,000% or so. So... Um, so how should organizations prioritize automation? Uh, in one word, like start small. Uh, or two yeah. words, start small. Right Now start with just a couple of use cases and implement them. You'll get a rewarding ROI. So our customers you know, have several interactions with our businesses. So of course, all customer interactions must be positive, whether you are talking to a salesperson, a customer success manager, a support person, or have office hours with an exec. Or even, you know, when you're browsing your website, right, digitally on a website. So CSMs maintain these intimate relationships with customers when you have named CSMs and a small portfolio of customers. The problem is you cannot replicate these white glove experience environments where you have several customers, especially when you don't have that many CSMs for all those accounts. So if you think about it, even automating the top few positive interactions or what the industry calls moments of truth or emotional yeah. experiences can be like super uh, financially rewarding. Nice. For example, yeah. Yeah, I can give a couple of examples. Like for instance, like if you have playbooks that work for one-on-one -on -one named accounts, you can automate the top three. You could send notifications like directly to the customer. You can send a notification to the CSM, you could send a customer an explanation. You know, you could ask the customer to fill some forms, right? Like automatically from the system. And uh, you could take a top few playbooks that work and scale them. And just to finish the thought, like, you know, uh, I must add, like not every interaction can be or should be automated, you yeah. know. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Yeah. So as of Today, right? I mean, there are, I've, I'm seeing that there are about 300 plus job openings at entry level or mid-entry level um, for CS ops. Mainly, I'm focusing on operations, right? Now, do you think uh, you know automation will bring this frenzy down, or tools such as yours are only going to optimize the process and it's going to help drive the demand? Yeah, I was not aware that there are so many CS ops openings. I do know that there are like you know, several CSM openings and like tens of thousands, right? Uh, it's interesting, like we had a customer start a conversation with us because they had 18 CSM 
positions open and they could not find the right people. And I said to her, like, yeah, just train our <laughs> virtual CSM instead, right? And instead of training those 18 uh, people. Um, you know, as I was saying earlier, like, you know, customer service, uh, product adoption, prospect marketing became digital and automated in the last decade. But that doesn't mean that uh, the humans are not providing customer service. They're not providing product adoption. Right, so I see the same kind of thing like happening uh, in within customer success and and uh, you know retention or customer marketing. So it, and the, you know we know that several organizations resisted automating customer support, but look at it now, right? Like you know everyone uses chatbots, but they do transfer people over to a human CSM when the you know the automation is too dumb to answer that question. Right. So, and I see similar things happening with customer success and, you know, customer marketing, but of course I'm biased. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So finally, right. What is your view? You yourself are a CEO, but you come from a hardcore technical product development background. Like you rightly said, you're a builder, but there is this major, um, you know, that is uh, a euphoria that I saw recently when a CCO was appointed as CEO. And people said that that's going to be a big trend that everybody should watch out for. You agree with that? And what skills do you think CCOs should build to get there? Yeah, I know at least uh, four or five instances this has happened. And, that, and you will see a lot more of CCOs uh, becoming CEOs. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, let's look at why that happened, right? You know, it's easier to retain and upsell existing customers than acquiring new ones, right? So the cost of acquiring customers is 6.4 times, you know, the cost of retaining and upselling to existing customers. So of course, like, you know, uh, the product should work and the customers need to be reminded continuously of the value and the ROI they're getting from our products. So they keep renewing, buying more features, products, and services. So, uh, you know, the cost of acquiring new customers has increased 60% in the last five years. The willingness to pay for features has dropped by 30%. And because of the increased competition, right, like easier to onboard, use, and adopt products, the money, the time, the effort, and emotional costs associated with switching from one product to another continues to fall. And the last point is like, you know, most SaaS businesses used to target like an ARPA of hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. But with you know, PLG and like self-service products, that's changing to like tens of thousands of dollars instead of hundreds of thousands of dollars. That means, you know, with lower switching costs, like rising acquisition costs, like lower ARPA coupled with like, you know, lower willingness to pay means that your CAC, as your CAC goes up, your profitability goes down. Yeah. So, so in order to retain and make more money from existing <laughs> customers, you have to kind of scale, right? So, yeah. And so who's best suited to run a company where product adoption, retention, revenue expansion are vital to the growth? Like yeah. a, C- a CCO who understands customers well and can help grow the NRR. Absolutely. You nailed it. You know, I loved what you just said. So with that, I think uh, we are done with... Uh, some serious talking. Now we want to find out more about Dicky as a person. So we want to put you on the hot seat for our rapid fire round. Are you ready? Oh, let's try it. Yeah. <laughs> because leaders are fun too. I mean, that's <laughs> what I mean. I've always fun. So let's do this. So you're off to the moon and you're likely never coming back and you're likely working from there forever. Wi-Fi is assured. What are the three functions at work you would take along that you think you cannot live without? 
Wow. Okay. I do need to take a moment to think of this, but I guess uh, either my CEO role obviously would be the first. And I can't name the second would be a role that, you know, encompasses like thought leadership around scaling customer success using automation. And the third would be a role that lets me talk to the CCOs and the CS leaders to discuss problems, you know, that keep them awake. So I, I don't have names for these roles, but these were the roles that I was thinking of. So. <laughs> okay. So a bunch of fresh college grads are coming to you and asking for a role in your team. All of them, very similar experience, right? No experience. What would you look for in these candidates so that they can deserve a ticket in your team? I would say like be both customer and data savvy. I mean, uh, we will have a lot more customers at lower price points because of the competition of the things I said. So data and customer savviness is uh, vital. Uh, the reason I say that is like one digital customer success manager can support an entire support the entire account base, and and they can make the entire customer success department uh, become profitable or look good. So yeah, okay, great. So if there is one favorite cartoon character that represents a good CSM, according to you, which one would you choose? Oh my, this is going to be hard for me. Let me think for a second. <laughs> so, so let, let me think through this. So, which cartoon character would be a problem solver and an advisor to his customers and be able to help the customers with their goals? Um, huh. Maybe, uh, maybe Remy from Ratatouille. You know, because that yeah. rat was like absolutely fearless when it comes to achieving goals. And in this case, like achieving his customers' goals. Yeah. I, I'm just trying <laughs> over here. That, that's a good answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've heard this before. So you're, you're spot on. So you're most inspired by whom or why or what or all together, right? What wakes you up every day and drives you to do what you do? Um, sorry, repeat, who, was, who am I most inspired by is what you said? So. Yeah, what, what inspires you? Is it a person or a thing or a yeah. vision? What inspires you? Yeah, I think um, it's uh, who inspires me. It's kind of hard not to pick like Elon Musk. Uh, you know, he's fun. He works a lot. And he works on like several hard to solve and high impact problems. And, um, you know, what wakes me up, like, you know, uh, I guess uh, the, the, whatever I'm doing, like late night, like working on it and like, oh, some solution comes to my mind that wakes me up and like yeah. rush and like write it down. <laughs> so those are the kind of things. So. Nice. True entrepreneur. Okay. What is the one unique skill that you've always brought to the table that you think is good um, for, you know, younger generations to adopt or you know, get inspiration from? Yeah, I think um, I'm going to keep the answer around customer success. Uh, I would say I bring a fresh perspective to scaling customer success and revenue growth beyond the one-to-many and many-to-many approaches that we see today. Uh, we can sale, we can scale one-to-one customer success using the power of personalization and automation and for every user at every account. So, Yeah. All right. So how do you handle tough situations with customers? Your one strategy that has never failed to handle fire and still, you know, got you out of the situation. Yeah. Any, I mean, um, any, yeah. 
we make mistakes, uh, you know, we, uh, the teams make mistakes, uh, you know, uh, understand what mis- the mistake was, was and apologize to the customer when you're wrong. And then, and show you care with actions instead of just uh, lip service. I think, you know, actions go a long way uh, versus just continuously providing like lip service. Hmm. So what is the funniest moment you have had with a customer? Right, I mean, um, that that that's really worth sharing. That made that made you laugh. <laughs> it's like uh, several moments, but they're all kind of connected, right? So, so you know, whenever uh, you know, uh, just this last year, several customer calls uh, that I made turned into investments for Castara. And this yeah. happened not once, but several times, right? The CEO of like Insider.com, uh, senior director at Product Board, the CCO of SecureLink, uh, the CXO of Build.com, and even uh, the managing director at like Merrill. Like we, we were like talking about trying to make them a customer and all of them wanted to invest in an automation tool that uh, helps companies scale. So that I thought was a funny moment. And then we used to <laughs> joke, like, okay, let's make this call. I'm going to get them as a customer or they're going to want to be like, a, uh, you know, an investor. Say, hey, now's not the right time. Can we talk in like two months? But can I invest, right? So that was, I thought was like funny. Yeah, that's funny too. I mean, it's funny and you know, exciting at the same time. All right. So what does Dickie, the brand, stand for in value? Let's say you're not in a room and people are speaking about you. What do you think they are talking? I genuinely hope that people say the truth regardless of whether I'm in the room or not. I mean, I I, I guess I want to be known for being helpful. Uh, people should add me in their speed dial, maybe second from the top. Uh, <laughs> seriously, yeah. I, I, I want everyone uh, I work with uh, to eventually be a reference, and uh, and I want to be like helpful to whatever they're doing. And that's why I like love talking to people, doing going into deeper discussions, understanding what problems we can solve using automation and you know scale technologies. So. That's that's a true CS leader talking, you know. I mean, so many of them have told this. What motivates them, or you know, what they want to stand for is for being helpful, right? A service-mindedness. Awesome. So finally, Dickie, uh, anything that you want to share, a quote or thought or words that you want to be remembered by, anything that you want to leave our audience with? Hmm. You should have told me before I would have come up with a quote, but um, <laughs> I, I, I guess I do not have any quotes, but like... Uh, I, I, let's talk about scaling customer success and revenue uh, using automation. Let's learn from each other. Let's have like deeper discussions, you know. So I guess, um, and, and the way people can contact me, just they can go to cast.app slash Dickey, D-I-C-K-E-Y, and like set up some time to talk to me or like find me on LinkedIn. Uh, I, I love talking to uh, leaders and helping them solve these problems that they're facing. Wow, for sure, I will reach out to you. Uh, to pick your brain more on automation and all other things, customer success. But today, thank you so much for a wonderful, insightful, amazing podcast. And thank you so much. And, you know, take care. You're so welcome. Thank you so much. And that's a wrap. Thank you for listening. Until the next episode, take care. Bye.